Hello, everyone. Welcome to my podcast. Let's talk it out. This is your host, Ileana Orquilla. And today we will continue with session two of Bible study. So let us begin with a small prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit, and fill the hearts of your faith. Rekindle in us the fire of your love. Send forth your spirit, Lord, and you shall renew the face of the earth. Amen. All right, guys. So we are continuing session two of Bible study, beginning in Matthew chapter 2, verse 13. So open up your Bibles to Matthew chapter 2, verse 13, and we will continue on the flight to Egypt. So we remember last time that the Magis came to visit Jesus and they brought him gifts, which were gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed for their country by another way. So, so the Magi were warned in a dream not to return to Herod and they departed for their country. Okay, now let us continue to Matthew chapter 2, verse 13, which is the flight to Egypt. When they had departed, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. Once again, the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Rise, take the child and his mother and flee to Egypt and stay there until I tell you, Herod is going to search for the child to destroy him. Joseph rose and took the child and his mother by night and departed for Egypt. He stayed there until the death of Herod. And that is what the Lord has said through the prophet might be fulfilled out of Egypt. I called my son. Okay, so here we see that Herod, Herod's intentions from the beginning were to kill Jesus. And he ordered uh, later on, as we read... Uh, the massacre of the infants. So let us continue. When Herod realized that he had been deceived by the Magi, he became furious. He ordered the massacre of all the boys in Bethlehem and its vicinity two years and under. In accordance with the time he had ascertained from the Magi, then was fulfilled what had been said through Jeremiah the prophet. A voice was heard in Ramah, sobbing and loud lamentation, Rachel weeping for her children, as she would not be consoled since they were no more. All right, so here we see a Herod that ordered the massacre of the infants that were two years and under. And we also see that um, everything that the prophet Jeremiah had said had to be fulfilled or was fulfilled through that. So let us continue. The return from Egypt. When Herod had died, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt and said, Rise, take the child and his mother and go to the land of Israel. For those who sought the child's life are dead. He rose, took the child and his mother and went to the land of Israel. But when he heard that Archelaus was ruling over Judea in place of his father, Herod, he was afraid to go back there. And because he had been warned in a dream, he departed 
for the region of Galilee. He went and dwelt in a town called Nazareth, so that what had been spoken through the prophets might be fulfilled. He shall be called a Nazarene. All right, so a lot of things happened here since the birth of Jesus, and then the Magi visiting Jesus, bringing him gifts, and then escaping from Herod. And then Joseph, once again, you know, God speaking to him through a dream, had uh, taken Jesus out of Egypt, or he had to return to Israel. But once again, the Lord, you know, spoke to him and said to him to not go back there. So he opted and went to a town called Nazareth. So that is why he shall be called a Nazarene, speaking of Jesus. Okay, so obviously we've heard this, Jesus of Nazareth, if you haven't, well, okay, it's it's said a lot, you know, in Christian wording, Jesus of Nazareth, and that's why they call him Jesus of Nazareth, because Joseph decided to take him there instead of going back to Israel, and he shall be called a Nazarene. So... Now we're going to read ahead and we're going to continue to read of John the Baptist in chapter 3. In those days, John the Baptist appeared preaching in the desert of Judea and saying, Repent. So underlying repent. For the kingdom of heaven is at hand. It was of him that the prophet Isaiah had spoken when he said, a voice of one crying out in the desert, Here the way of the Lord, make straight his paths. Okay, so what does repent mean? Okay, repent means an act of will, of being sorrowful for something that you did bad. A change of heart and conduct. A turning of one's life from rebellion to obedience towards God. So that is the definition of repentance or repent, which is the same repentance or repent. And it is the change of heart and conduct, the turning of one's life from rebellion to obedience towards God. And then John wore clothing made of camel's hair and had a leather belt around his waist. His food was locusts and wild honey. At that time, Jerusalem, all Judea, and the whole region around the Jordan were going out to him and were being baptized by him in the Jordan River as they acknowledged their sin. When he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees coming to his baptism, he said to them, You broad of vipers, who warned you to flee from the coming wrath? Produce, produce good fruit as evidence of your repentance. Once again, repentance, which is what? Conversion, um, a turning of heart, turning to God of obedience. Repentance is a true turning of your sins. And do not presume to say to yourself, we have Abraham as our father. For I tell you, God can raise up children to Abraham. From these stones. Even now the axe lies at the root of the trees. Therefore, every tree that does not bear good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire. So, fire, underlying fire. What is, 
or what are they referring to here? Fire. So fire is hell in this uh, reference, in this sentence. So that's what they mean. Therefore, every tree that does not bear good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire, meaning hell. I am baptizing you with water for repentance, but the one who is coming after me is mightier than I. I am not worthy to carry his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Okay, so here, this is different. Now, fire, they're not meaning hell here. They're referring to the Holy Spirit, the fire of the Holy Spirit. And what is the Holy Spirit? Holy Spirit is the Spirit of God. And now John the Baptist is speaking of someone who is greater than him or mightier. His windowing fan is in his hand. He will clear this threshing floor and gather his wheat into his barn. But the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. Now here comes the baptism of Jesus. Then Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized by him. John tried to prevent him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and yet you are coming to me. Jesus said to him in reply, Allow it, allow it now, for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he allowed him, and after Jesus was baptized, he came up from the water, and behold, the heavens were open for him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and coming up upon him. And a voice came from the heavens, saying, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well least okay so we see that john the baptist is to baptize jesus how is that jesus is god jesus is the son of god how is it that jesus was going to be baptized by john so john even says to him i need to be baptized by you and yet you are coming to me and Jesus replied, Allow it now, for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Meaning, this is God's will. God wanted it to be that way, and that's how it was. Did Jesus need to be baptized? No. The answer is no. Jesus did not have to be baptized. Was it the Father's will? Was it God's will? Yes, it was his will for him to be baptized as an example of um, being part of Christianity. Okay, so let us continue to chapter four, temptations of Jesus. Okay, so here we see that Jesus is tempted by the devil and he is in the desert 40 days and 40 nights fasting. Okay, then Jesus was led by the spirit into the desert to be tempted by the devil. He fasted for 40 days and 40 nights and afterwards he was hungry. The tempter, which is in this case Satan, approached him and said to him, If you are the Son of God, command that these stones become loaves of bread. He said in reply, It is written, One does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes forth from the mouth of God. So this is the reply of Jesus to the tempter, which is Satan. Then the devil took him to the holy city and made him stand on the parapet of the temple and said to him, If you are the son of God, throw yourself down, 
for it is written, he will command his angels concerning you, and with their hands they will support you, lest you dash your foot against a stone. Okay, so here we have something interesting happening. The devil responds to Jesus with scripture. And you'd be like, okay, what? The devil knows scripture? Yes, he does. He actually does know scripture. But you see him here trying to distort and make him to his own benefit, using scripture to his own benefit. And now we see Jesus answering. And Jesus says, Jesus answered him, again, it is written, you shall not put the Lord your God to the test. Then the devil took him up to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their magnificence. And he said, of, and he said to him, all these I shall give to you if you will prostrate yourself and worship me. At this, Jesus said to him, get away, Satan. It is written, the Lord your God shall you worship and him alone shall you serve. Okay, so the devil does have some power over the earth when he was thrown down from hell. Remember, um, the devil was actually one of uh, God's angels and he rebelled against God and God threw him into hell. And then Satan did or does have certain power over the earth. That is why he says here, um, again, it is written, uh, you shall not put the, the Lord your God to the test. And then the devil took him up to a very high mountain and show him all the kingdoms of the world. So that's why he says that to him because he does have some power over the world. And he said to him, all these I shall give to you if you will prostrate yourself and worship me. And then Jesus replies, get away, Satan. It is written, the Lord your God shall you worship in him alone shall you serve then the devil left him and behold angels came and ministered to him which in this case is jesus the beginning of the galilean ministry so after the temptation uh 40 days and 40 nights begins the ministry of jesus when he heard that john had been arrested he withdrew to galilee and he left nazareth and went to live in capernaum by the sea in the region of Sebulun and Naphtali, that what had been said through Isaiah the prophet might be fulfilled. Again, we see here that the prophet, uh, what has been said through the prophet, should be fulfilled. The land of Sebulun and the land of Naphtali, the way to the sea beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles, the people who sit in darkness have seen a great light on those dwelling in the land overshadowed by death light has arisen from that time on jesus began to preach and say repent again the word repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand now here we go on and we're going to enter to a part where jesus begins to call his disciples as he was walking by the sea of Galilee. He saw two brothers, Simon, who is called Peter, and his brother Andrew, casting a net into the sea, and they were fishermen. He said to them, Come after me, and I will make you fishers of men. At once they left their nets and followed him. He walked along from there and saw two other brothers, 
James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother John. They were in a boat with their father Zebedee, mending their nets. And he called them, and immediately they left their boat and their father and followed him, followed Jesus. Let's see if we have more time. Yes. Okay. So he went around all of Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and curing every disease and illness among the people. His fame spread to all of Syria, and they brought to him all who were sick with various diseases and racked with pain, those who were possessed, lunatics and paralytics, and he cured them. And great crowds of Galilee, the Decapolis, Jerusalem, and Judea, and from beyond the Jordan, followed him. All right, so... We see here the call of the first disciples, and it was in the Sea of Galilee. Uh, one of the first ones that he called were actually two brothers. And we see that Simon, Simon is actually called Peter and his brother Andrew. So Peter and Andrew were brothers. And then he goes on and calls James to other brothers, which, which were actually James and the son of Zebedee and his brother John. And they were in a boat with their father Zebedee, mending their, net, their nets, and he called them, and immediately they left their, their boats, sorry, their boats, and their father, and followed him, followed Jesus. So then they went and uh, all around Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom of among the people, sorry, of the kingdom and curing every disease and illness among the people. So proclaiming the gospel um, is giving, obviously, the good news of God. And then his, his fame spread all to Syria, and they brought to him all who were sick with various diseases and racked with pain and those who were possessed, lunatics and paralytics, and he cured them. And great crowds from Galilee, the Decapolis, Jerusalem, and Judea, and from the, beyond the Jordan followed him. So a lot of people from a lot of regions came to follow Jesus. Okay, so this is the end of session two, and we will continue with chapter five, Matthew chapter five, in session three. And let us end with prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus Christ, for this moment of Bible study. Give us, Lord, wisdom to understand your word. Give us, Lord, all the virtues that we need for this Bible study and bless us all. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.